0: Welcome to the NewScape Higher Ed Podcast, featuring your hosts, Don Betts and Mark Stansberry. For this episode, we're excited to welcome a special guest, Dr. Jeff King, to discuss transformative teaching and learning. Don will tell us more about Jeff at the beginning of the interview. This podcast is brought to you by NewScape Higher Ed Advisors. Helping university leaders effectively serve their faculty, staff, students, and community. Visit newscape.us to find out more.
1: Welcome to Newscape Higher Ed Advisors. I'm Mark Stansbury. Yeah, and I'm Don Betts. Today we're beginning a, a feature, uh, and it's a featured guest. Our guest speaker uh, will have Don, if you will, introduce an outstanding leader in higher
2: education. Well, thank you so much, and welcome everybody to Newscape Podcast. Uh, over the past several uh, weeks and actually months now, Mark and I have been um, speaking about a number of issues that uh, relate to the challenges that those who run or are responsible for higher ed institutions are facing, and obviously they are they are many. We have we have looked at our with our focus at creativity, um, imagination talked about collaboration, communication, certainly about innovation, culture, uh, and character. And uh, as Mark has mentioned, um, it's going to be our approach that on occasion, we're going to invite individuals to come join us for a conversation on issues of of common interest and of import to higher education leadership. Um, The individuals who will join us, we believe are thought leaders, who are converting ideas into action. Individuals who um, have uh, wonderful resumes and a tremendous experience, but also are filled with a passion and a sense of why we do this work that we do. And I'm just delighted to have one of those thought leaders with us here today for this conversation of the next several minutes that Mark and I will undertake. And so therefore, um, let me just take a moment to introduce Dr. Jeff King. Uh, Dr. King is, uh, is very well known in his his world of expertise. He currently serves as the Executive Director of Kettle, that's the Center for Excellence in Transformative Teaching and Learning, uh, at the University of Central Oklahoma in Edmond, Oklahoma, near Oklahoma City. He's also been the individual who has led the uh, initiative known as the Student Transformative Learning Record, popularly known as Speller, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But you also need to know that Jeff is a distinguished faculty member himself, who's been involved over 25 years as a faculty member uh, and someone who has um, been guiding faculty members in their professional development. And when he first came to UCO, that was his primary responsibility. And at the university where I was serving at that time, we were delighted to have him aboard. Since that time, however, he has taken that position of faculty development and, and um, exponentially um, created a new whole field or realm of, of working expertise. So it's with that that I'm just delighted, Jeff, to welcome you, uh, Mark, and I welcome you to Newscape.
3: I'm delighted to be here and very appreciative of the opportunity to share um, anything that may be of interest and help.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear that. I I think we'll probably have to do more than one of these, but I refer to you often when I've had the chance to speak uh, around the country and outside as the godfather of stellar. And that's the student transformative learning record I mentioned. And since it keys up with this concept that you articulate as well as anyone I know, transformative learning, and the transformative learning is really at the center of what we try to do in higher education. I thought, Jeff, you could start out by speaking just a bit um, about transformative learning, about Stellar, and about how Stellar helps UCO and other institutions implement transformative learning. Absolutely.
3: Um, One of the reasons that I was so excited to come to the University of Central Oklahoma is that this concept of transformative learning uh, was actually a part of the mission statement. And... Um, Many listeners who may have a background in adult education might be a little bit familiar already with what transformative learning is, but most people um, don't necessarily have um, a good understanding of what the concept is and why is it different from, let's say, other kinds of education. And at the heart of what transformative learning accomplishes is that it prompts the learner uh, to reflect on her own learning in ways that help expand her perspectives, which means understanding better her relationships with herself, with others, with the community, and with the environment. And so while this kind of learning uh, does happen in our institutions of higher education, The vast majority of the time, it's my contention that it happens by accident and not necessarily because it has been planned in and um, created or prompted to happen as a mindful and intentional act. And so um, with that as a contextual frame for what transformative learning is and does, what the Student Transformative Learning Record Initiative is, and I'll say Stellar from now on to save the mouthful of words, Um, what Stellar is and does here at the University of Central Oklahoma and now at other institutions around the country and the world is that it operationalizes this approach to transformative learning in, in that It is an evidence-based process in both the curriculum and the co-curriculum that allows faculty, staff, the university as a whole to track, to assess, and to document students' development in areas that show their accomplishments in ways that typically do not show up on the academic transcript. And so here at UCO, those areas happen to be uh, global and cultural competencies, health and wellness, leadership, uh, research, creative and scholarly activity, and service learning and civic engagement. Uh, Many of your listeners may recognize those tenets as we refer to them here as uh, being similar to what some institutions may define as institutional outcomes. All of higher education is vested in the idea of developing graduates as complete human beings. In other words, holistic development. Uh, The trick is in how do you plan it, how do you execute it, document it, and know the impact that it's having on your students. And that um, in a nutshell is what we've accomplished with Stellar uh, with the documentation existing in a couple forms, one of which we term the Stellar snapshot. Uh, Your listeners may equate that in some ways to a co-curricular transcript. The big difference with what um, the Stellar approach is concerning that co-curricular transcript is that everything that shows up on it is evidence-based, it's been assessed by a faculty or a staff member using rubrics associated with those tenants that I mentioned earlier. So it's not a mere listing of co-curricular activities a graduate has engaged in. And the other piece of evidence in terms of documentation is the Stellar student e which is, if you will, a deeper dive into students' development in these particular areas. So there's at least a nutshell explanation about um, Stellar. Yeah, Jeff, I was going to ask uh,
1: if those that are listening uh, from uh, presidents uh, on to board chairs and board members uh, I'm sure there's some that are going. We'd love to have this program in our universities, or, and so what uh, what is a way to to go about that? Who do I who do I or others contact to make sure other universities have these opportunities? And let me say before you answer that, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for all you've done uh, for UCO, but nationally for higher education. It was a delight to serve with you as a, as uh, I served on the board, it was nice to see uh, your leadership uh, for all of us. So thank you. Uh, anyway, how do we go about getting involved?
3: Thank you much, I appreciate those words. Um, the uh, two things I'll provide quickly right here, which are very short, simple, easy to jot down. Uh, one is, if you will, the homepage uh, for Stellar Uh, And anybody can visit that. We're completely transparent with Stellar, so we welcome visitors from around the country, around the world, as well as around Oklahoma. And the URL um, to get to that page is simply stlr.ucl.edu so stellar.uco.edu gets you to the home page and that is our gateway entrance if you will to all things stellar. Um, visitors there can uh, find samples of what the stellar snapshot looks like of uh, the kinds of co-curricular activities that have been associated with one or more of our tenants to develop students in these beyond disciplinary areas. Um, examples of students' projects working with faculty and or staff outside of the classroom, um, which are what we refer to as stellar tagged projects. So a wealth of information um, can be found there. And I'm absolutely happy to um, communicate with anyone um, interested in getting more information. And my email is simply JKING jking47 at uco.edu. But as I say, we uh, have been completely transparent with everything that we've done with Stellar for the specific purpose of making it easy uh, for other institutions um, um, to take a look to determine if this is something that might be adapted or completely adopted in service to what their own mission, vision, and values are. And um, as I mentioned earlier, we've had a number of other institutions adopt uh, and adapt Stellar, many in the U.S., but Interestingly, um, a good number internationally in places like New Zealand and Canada and Ireland and uh, Brazil, and just now starting with the United Arab Emirates. And uh, so there is a real resonance, I think, in higher education, whether you're speaking Oklahoma or the U.S. or the world, for what... Stellar accomplishes because it is um, now proven uh, its metal in terms of six years worth of successful implementation. And the reason that people seek us out is that very typically they say, number one, we need to figure out how to do this in a way that is evidence-based so that we can answer programmatic and institutional accreditors for example when they ask us how do you know you're doing this and how well are you doing it and then the second thing that we've had many many institutions say to us when they find stellar is that the reason that they were attracted was because they know in the 21st century it is absolutely critical to graduate um, their students so that those students have the motivation and the skills to immediately begin contributing to the social good. And certainly the uh, development of an individual's expanded perspectives about her relationship to self, others, community, and environment speaks to um, what would be an outcome along the lines of uh, a motivation and the knowledge and skills to
2: do that to contribute to the societal good? Well, Jeff, uh, again, uh, it's, it's a little bit like uh, drinking from the world's greatest fire hose. Uh, and everyone is really, I've ever heard respond to Stellar, are excited and interested. And I've had the good fortune of being with you when you have presented in a variety of locations around the country and also had a chance to share some of this myself outside the United States. And there are a couple of perspectives I was thinking of as Mark was asking that question uh, and bringing up that issue that I'd like you to comment on. And one is, we talk about these graduates, these stellarized graduates, now that we have evidence for it, possessing certain skills that we believe can make a direct contribution to the community, to continuing self-growth, et cetera, et cetera. Could you talk a little bit about those um, beyond disciplinary skills? And then attached to that, would you spend just a couple of moments talking about the response that you and Stellar have had from employers and business businesses, those beyond higher education who see the value of Stellar?
3: Absolutely. Um, those tenant areas that I mentioned before um, simply happen to be the organizing structure, if you will. Uh, to help people wrap their minds around what we mean when we say beyond disciplinary skill development or when we say development that typically doesn't show up because it's a grade on an academic transcript. Um, the idea that a student um, across two years or across four years in, an high, in a higher education institution Um, actually has matured, has developed in certain ways, is something that higher education has uh, in many ways in the past said to employers, to society in general, to accreditors, trust us, this is happening. Um, And in an evidence-based approach, to living these days, that's not necessarily what gains a lot of traction with employers, with legislators, with um, parents especially. And so these beyond disciplinary areas have really resonated with parents of typical college age students uh, who come to UCO, uh, many times because of the program for new student orientation we have here, there are aspects of it that allow the parents to engage in as well, and we very quickly um, got input and feedback from parents who were attending with their um, freshman-to-be at these orientation programs Uh, that Stellar was something they um, resonated with immediately and really appreciated because they completely understood how it would position their, their child as a graduate to be in a much better place for landing a better job. And so they saw a value add, a return on investment, Uh, And very much appreciated the fact that the university had invested in this way to ensure that this happens um, in a mechanism that would be provable, if you will, to employers. So to take one quick example regarding these tenant areas, one of them um, happens to be leadership. And obviously, employers are interested in that because many times it is the team member uh, who is working on a team of people, some of whom disagree with him or her, uh, who nonetheless is able to lead um, the work of that team in an innovative and productive manner. And so if a prospective employer were able to satisfy herself Uh, by looking at the stellar snapshot um, about leadership or leadership skills possessed by the graduate, that becomes a shortcut for that employer to understand something about this graduate. And to respond to your part of the question about employer reaction, it has been extremely positive. Uh, We began working with Our Stellar Employer Advisory Board um, five years ago, roughly, because we wanted employer input and feedback as we developed and refined Stellar, and we especially wanted their input regarding what is an employer-friendly version of the Stellar snapshot. What does it look like? How should it function? Um, And so I guess the best way to summarize what employer feedback is, is to give two examples um, which came to us from employers uh, in terms of their understanding after having gone through some employment interviews with um, graduates who had a stellar snapshot. And one example is from someone who, for over 20 years, had functioned as a hiring manager. And so this person had done thousands of employment application interviews, obviously. And he said, here's what I noticed immediately about um, this particular interviewee. He said, um, very typically in job interviews, um, recent graduates come in with a resume um, and they speak about the wonderful learning experiences they've had both inside and outside the classroom that in their view helps prepare them for the job they're seeking. And so this um, hiring manager said, I always listen and and, uh, compliment them on those wonderful accomplishments when they're finished. He said, my next question to them is how has any of that prepared you to add value to my company if I decide to hire you? And he said 95% of the time, the typical response is simply a deer in the headlights look. Um, Students are not able to tell their own story because they have not reflected on the learning opportunities and experiences during their careers at university in a particular way that helps them see the um, arc of their own growth and development and helps them explain what this means about them and their abilities. So this hiring manager said that was not the case at all. I was incredibly impressed because um, this interviewee was able to tell me Exactly how, and not only could she tell me how she'd be able to add value, but she was able to tell me specific instances in her work at university that developed her in these areas and how they applied to what she would be doing in that position. And very quickly, the second um, example I can provide is from a hiring manager who responded to this question about what difference does Stellar make um, when you're looking at recent graduates. She was responding to this question coming from uh, an international university in Singapore that has adopted Stellar. And as a part of their due diligence, they were very interested in getting employer feedback. And so um, what she told them was the reason that she really appreciated seeing any applicant come in with this stellar snapshot, is that it saved her a great deal of time in the interview, because seeing the snapshot let her know very quickly the precise questions she wanted to ask the applicant. And she said in the absence of something like that, there's this dance back and forth that you have to go through 10, 15 minutes to dig it out of um, applicants that haven't had this experience and documentation in ways that helps them communicate it quickly. So those are two uh, quick examples of the response from employers, which has been uniformly very positive. Jeff, as you can tell, uh, Dawn and I are very
1: enthused. (laughs) Uh, about stellar and uh and especially the stellar program but the stellar stellar snapshot i just when i saw a video and i've seen several uh, promotional marketing uh, tools used by your program very enthused by it but going to get the word out I, I i i am challenged there thinking that how do i get the word out how can we get the word out to help you in this effort uh besides uh, today being on the on our podcast and in this episode, uh, I know you've got a lot of tools out there, but there's the recruiting side. There's gotta be some ways to get this word out further. And I know you've, you've got all the uh, probably a lot of the marketing going, but uh, what, what other ways can we, or those who are listening today from a corporate level, how can they know and learn more about Stellar?
3: Yes. And that's um, been something that at times, Uh, has frustrated us because, of course, uh, we live and breathe the stellar air here. And so we're naturally wonderful um, (laughs) advocates for what stellar is and does because we see the benefits literally every day happening around campus. Uh, with our students and not inconsiderably with our faculty as well, because Stellar has had some really, really powerfully positive impacts on how faculty conceive of the teaching learning enterprise. Some very interesting information that we've been developing for a couple of years now based on some qualitative data analysis. But to the question about um, how to get stellar more widely known um, so that people who are facing the same kind of challenges want the same kind of outputs, don't have to reinvent the wheel, if you will, um, has been something that we have been working on. And it's been a, a slow grind, if you will, um, to Uh, help Stellar become more widely known in higher education circles. Um, But especially also helping Stellar become more widely known among employers uh, is something that is a true benefit because of the really positive reaction. So uh, on that front, we have been Depending on some help from our Stellar Employer Advisory Board. And that board, incidentally, is comprised of, at any given time, between about 14 and 18 uh, representatives from most of the major workforce areas in the Oklahoma City metro area. Um, But on the higher education institution side of things, I think one of the Um, best ways that we can leverage uh, the information about Stellar uh, and what it is and does um, is for higher education to understand, I guess maybe from the very get-go, that what we've done with Stellar and the transparency behind it means that this is not a vendor-driven solution. Um, If any of your listeners like I am in higher education, I suffer from vendor fatigue, all of the email outreach and all of the phone calls and things of that nature uh, is just part and parcel, I guess, of the business. But Stellar is not um, a vendor-driven initiative. It's basically been the case that what we've done is give it away. And um, one thing that might answer your question, Mark, uh, is for listeners to understand what is typically the process when another institution is interested in Stellar and then runs with it to actually adopt and adapt it. And um, it's a very transparent approach because um, what has happened is we've gotten these indications of interest. Uh, we follow up with some emails saying we're happy to show you everything. We then typically set up a webinar so that people can see the Stellar snapshot, can see um, the examples of um, all of the different kinds of activities that are in uh, that are involved with Stellar. Uh, And then after that webinar, which on their side typically involves someone from student affairs, someone from academic affairs, uh, and quite often someone from the information technology side of things. Um, After that initial webinar, then um, once they have a very good understanding from an overview perspective of Stellar, Then the next step is uh, additional back and forth and a webinar where we get into more of a deep dive uh, into Stellar. Their IT people talk to our IT people, et cetera. So it's very much this collegial uh, community of practice that has been our approach in helping disseminate Stellar. So uh, if I think other institutions that may get a blip about Stellar on their radar and not necessarily gone out to do an environmental scan about holistic student development, let's say, and found us that way, if a blip hits the radar that intrigues them, if they also at that point understood immediately, oh, it's free, it's a community of practice, It's Faculty and staff at a university that has developed this thing—that um, may be something that that could be to answer your question specifically. Something that could be done to get the word out more. I don't know the exact uh, way to do it, other than if there are conversations at, for example, regents levels, board levels. Um, Uh, professional organizations in higher education, like um, um, the Association of American Colleges and Universities, the American Association of State Colleges and Universities, American Public Land Grant Universities, all of those kinds of professional organizations always foment a rich bed of interaction uh, among administrators at colleges and universities And um, for people who might hear about Stellar uh, as a result of something like that, a board meeting, uh, let's say, where a provost is in attendance, if in addition to the comment about Stellar, also the quick comment that um, Stellar is a community of practice freely available for any interested in participating uh, created by colleagues, I think that might be something which would help prick people's ears up a bit uh, upon first exposure to the
2: acronym STELLAR. Thank you so much. Um, I, I know our time is not um, unlimited, uh, but I would like to uh, raise a question from the perspective of a, of a president and a former provost, etc. And you alluded to this earlier, but I think it's very relevant to our listeners. When I've had the opportunity, thanks to you, to speak around the world, actually, about Stellar, and it always evokes an amazing amount of positive interest. One of the questions that comes up continually from presidents and provosts, and I'll say it's quite directly, how in the heck did you get faculty to be interested in this? How did you garner faculty receptivity? And are your faculty involved, and do they care about this? Of course, I had some things I was able to share with them, but I thought it would be Helpful here is maybe a final final comment from you to talk about that because the linchpin is, you know better than anyone, is faculty acceptance. Absolutely,
3: and um, to your point, it was one of the things that from the very outset, even in the design of Stellar, that we kept paramount because um, faculty engagement and faculty acceptance and faculty willingness to do this thing... Um, is absolutely critical to having any kind of initiative succeed on um, a a college or university campus. And so um, the short answer to the question, how did you get faculty buy-in, is that we very intentionally did two specific things. One is that we worked every way possible to minimize uh, the amount of extra work that a faculty member might perceive going into Stellar. And that's why, for example, um, Stellar tagged assignments exist in classes uh, because we did not want faculty to do something completely new, extra work to create something about stellar in a class. Rather, they themselves under total autonomy, identify an assignment that uh, we help them in our stellar training understand logically and naturally aligns with one or more of the stellar tenets, And then it's a pretty simple process within the learning management system uh, to add that reflective prompt and we provide training about how to write good reflective prompts, which is very critical. So minimizing faculty work was very, very important at the front, but something else was important, and that was helping faculty understand that we value their existing success in doing this, because every faculty member across his or her career has had successes with students in developing them holistically. The challenge is most often when they find those successes, it happens by accident because a student writes an email three years after graduation or a student um, takes advantage of uh, office hours to share this personally. And we know these are relatively rare occurrences um, in higher education these days. But when faculty understood that this wasn't something being pushed on them so that the institution could check off a box on an accreditor's um, uh, next upcoming site visit, but instead it actually allowed them to document, see this exciting Um, accomplishment that they were already doing, but hadn't intentionally laid out a program to capture and document and literally know the contribution they personally and their classes were making to students' um, development as human beings. Well, when faculty understood that that's what was going on, then, of course, there is um, a much, much greater acceptance uh, because it's an honoring of what they're already doing well, and it's providing the tracking and assessment and documentation that they can prove to themselves and to their chairs and their deans for that matter that they are accomplishing.
1: I want to say thank you personally, as well as Don. I know we greatly admire you and respect all you're doing. And-
3: so I very much appreciate the opportunity to speak to your
2: listeners today. Great. Thank you so much. So much great stuff.
0: Th- thank you, Jeff. Thanks for joining us for our interview with Dr. Jeff King. You can read more about him and see the links referenced in this interview in the show notes that accompany this podcast episode. Make sure to visit our website at newscape.us. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Stay tuned for more interviews with more special guests.